Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. Great episode for you guys today. We got some updates on all the projects. Got a uh, card reveal that Jake is going to get, or Jake and I are going to get on Saturday. Uh, But before we get into that, what have you got for us? Yeah, let's take a moment to talk about patreon.com slash overcrest. Otherwise known as the Overcrest Patreon. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said, but that's how you get to it is patreon.com slash overcrest, Chris. (laughs) What if you just say the Overcrest Patreon? People are like, this is great. How do I join? I don't know. Don't bury the lead, Chris. Come on. All Go right. to patreon.com slash Overcrest. For as little as $5 a month, you can support the show. All of our news episodes are brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. There's exclusive content every single month. We just did uh, last month's episode, which was a deep dive into a crazy story of a light bulb that I want to buy. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of underselling. Maybe it, that'll but. get you some uh, some better ideas once you have that light bulb. Ding! <laughs> anyway, All right, check so, it out. Um, my car is... Uh, this is your 911. It's faster now. So okay. you, you drove it. I and- drove it and I actually, I was super happy because I was like, you know what? I was expecting to be disappointed by my car after driving yours yeah. and being like, it's so slow compared to yours. But I drove yours and I was like, it's obviously has more power, like twice as the power. But, but you're not unhappy with I'm yours. not unhappy. I was like, you know what? This is great. It's so, I not- put, so I went to put softer engine mounts in the rear. I got rid of the Weevil ones. If anybody wants the Weevil mounts, give me a call um, with the polyurethane mounts. Right. In them, which That's are what like, I have in mind. They're like quarter inch polyurethane. Gone. Got rid of them. Okay. I put the, the sport mounts in. Okay. So I have all rubber mounts now, and I put one of the washers up on top of the fan, okay. and it slid down by the distributor. Sure. So I reached down to grab it, and then when I grabbed it, the distributor rotated. <laughs> <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. I went, I went, oh, shit. And then I looked down at where the distributor mounts into the case, yeah. and I could see that it was about uh, an eighth of an inch off the spot where it's supposed to be, because I colored it in with red Sharpie oh, sure. on the spot where it's supposed to be. So you're timing it Probably slipped. about ten, eight to 10 degrees. So and I remember being like, you know, maybe it's in my head. I thought this thing was a little <laughs> bit faster before. I'm not exactly so sure running what's going on. 10 degrees static retarded timing. Well, no, I had basically zero timing with a, with a maximum advance of like 25. Sure. So zero to 25 instead of uh, 10 to 35 or 8 to 34 or yeah. whatever the case may be. Much faster now. Oh, jeez. Um, we went for a spin on lunch. You you thought I was correct that it is indeed faster. It is faster. much faster. The power comes on way sooner. That's it the comes big on difference. at about four instead of 4,500, which, is, is, which difference. is a big difference. Um, I think I'm going to hardwire that oh, that blue uh, Bluetooth wideband O2 sensor. Now, when you mean hardwire, you're actually going to drill your SSIs out. I am. I got to pull the SSIs off, and I'm going to replace the gaskets on them because they're okay. I, I have exhaust fumes in the car. And then I kind of went, well, is the, it? Is that why I've got exhaust fumes in the car? No. Are the SSIs cracked? Mm. I'm not sure exactly what's going on because I don't think the actual heat exchanger part that goes over the headers, I don't think it's super well sealed. Right. I don't think it's like waterproof or something. Right. So I think if I have an exhaust leak, it might pull air in there because right now it's kind of sleepy time with the heat on. I get that too. Yep. Yeah, but I don't want that. It was no. not always like that. That's like a recent <laughs> thing for me. So we're going to try and fix those. Sleepy we're going to be time with the heat on. It's sleepy time. You're, 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 you're warm. You got the heat on. You got the tunes Getting going. a little drowsy from all the fumes. <laughs> One thing I really like is in the winter, getting close to wintertime when it's cold. Yeah. You know, October, November, late October, and you roll the windows down and you've got the heat on. Yeah. I love that. It's just I such a too. great feeling. You're just bombing around. 
Um, so I'm going to pull the heat exchangers off the headers. I have SSIs, yep. which is basically a header wrapped in a heat exchanger. Correct. It's not a thermal reactor like some of the some of the other cars are. And I'm going to look for cracks. Which, let's be honest, thermal reactors sounds much cooler. They suck. They're awful. <laughs> I know, but it's, from it's, a naming convention standpoint, anything with reactor in it. I what SSI, SSI is the name of the con- uh, company, but I bet I it believe sounds, so. But it sounds for, uh, spells out something better than thermal reactors. It's probably something oh, really, really cool. It. Um, so we're, we're going to put the O2 sensor in, and I'm going to wire it into the little fuse box thing that's behind the right. behind the flare there on the driver's side. Um, and then I'm also, I ordered a new Wevo shifter part because I had my, my uncle was in the car. And he's like, this gearbox sucks. Yeah. And it does. It yeah. does suck. It's awful. The There's little ears that sit on the shifter, and they're totally worn out. Okay. After 60,000 miles, they are just done. There's like, hmm. it's, so basically what you have is you have a shift rod, and on it is a little, uh, basically like a, it's got two ears, one on each side. Okay. So little two ears that stick out of the shifter on both sides, and those push on springs. Mm-hmm. So it springs left, and it springs right. And right. as it wears through, it wore through the anodizing and then wore into the aluminum. And then that wore out the brass plunger. So I have like a quarter inch of play on each side of that where it would normally be touching the entire time. Gotcha. So it is. It's, so that's it, why it seems so sloppy. It, it is absolutely terrible. So I ordered a new one of those. Um, it's me and like another guy are the only ones that have worn these out. The guy was really, yeah, the guy was really surprised that I wore it out. <laughs> they he should give you a free one or something or be like, give a story or something. Dude, I can tell you right now, Wevo does not give anything away. Yeah, they don't care well. who you are, what you do. You know, I tried getting a couple things cause I was going to write some test articles. I was like, Hey, let me do this. I'll write like an article documenting what it is in the, in panorama or whatever. I can write a little column. Kay. They do not care. Mm-hmm. They don't care. At all, Elephant Racing also doesn't care. That dude, his stuff costs a million metric dollars, and he doesn't care if you're going to write something, shoot something, film something. He doesn't care. People are buying his stuff anyway. So nobody's (laughs) giving anything away in this world. So anything going on with your truck? Is it, I I saw that you are, you're well on your way to deciding to do an LS swap. No, it, it, here's the thing. I love the character of driving that truck. It is a farm truck. Yeah. And I love the skinny tires on it, going around roundabouts, th- just thrashing the thing, driving it like just it's the 911. Just, and it's just squealing. Just squealing. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't want a big V8 in it. I just want that six-cylinder. It runs great. I did, however, have, you know, if you have an exhaust leak on the manifold, what do you hear? It sounds awful. It sounds like it sounds like a one cylinder because that's all you're hearing from the outside of the car is the so as I was driving it hard, I was like, yeah, that's more than just regular exhaust noise. That's definitely a leak in the manifold. So I go to take that off. You ever had an exhaust leak that sounded like a rod knock or something like that? No. Oh yeah, that's always a fun one. Is when you think you're you've got a rod knock and you take the oil pan off and <laughs> inspect everything and it's fine, and then you see that you've got an exhaust leak. Yeah, yeah, that's that's happened. So I go to take the manifold off. It's a counterflow engine, so the intake and exhaust manifolds are on the same side of the engine. They come out as one unit. Took those off. I noticed that first of all, all of I was expecting those studs, the manifold studs, to be absolutely seized. And they were not as tight as they should have been even. What do you mean? The manifolds weren't tight? The manifold studs holding them on were not tight. Okay, so the nut was loose or the studs were loose? The nut. Okay, so that could be a problem. That could be a problem. That being said, I don't think they've ever been taken off. So I don't know what the deal was. Of course they've been taken off. Of course, so? of course. They've been taken off. That gasket's been swapped once or twice I'm sure you're in right. the thing's life. I'm sure it has I'm been. I'm sure you're right. So that probably was part of it. So I take it Did off. Did it have copper nuts? 
Uh, no. Okay, well, that's usually a sign that it has been taken off. If I'm sure really they use the original hardware. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, so I take it off, get it on the bench, take apart the sandwiched intake and exhaust manifold setup, and I'm cleaning it all up, good to go. I was, I was looking at the um, gasket itself and be like, oh yeah, you can see the carbon seeping out here, and oh, there's a crack right here. This is obviously my problem. And then I flip the manifold over, and as you saw in my Instagram story, I go, uh-oh, we have several cracks in the manifold yeah. as well. Yep. So I'm like, now what? And I was gonna. That's you can't really weld that either. No, it's like super it's, hard to weld. Yeah, you can't. I know a guy. Cast. If you want to get it welded, I know a guy that will weld that. And I can thought do about it, well. it. Yeah, I know. And a then guy. I bought a new manifold for 130 dollars. <laughs> so that's probably the way to go. Exactly. Yeah. So that's coming. We'll have that fixed up. That'll be good to go. I was hoping to drive it today and have you drive it around. I would love to drive. We'll that do that thing. next week. Yeah. So we are leaving tomorrow. Yes. To go pick up a vehicle that my wife and I purchased. Yes. In Texas. And it is a... I don't know if I want to tell yet. You don't want to tell? You just want it to be a surprise? I think the guys on the that listen to the podcast on Friday should get to know what it is. They're good dudes. All right. I was I was hesitant because it's not like a done deal yet, but it's, oh. it's a done deal. Is it a done deal? Like I have all the financing... The check's been sent to his lender, so I hope it's a oh, done yeah. deal. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's a big part of it. So I hope that's a done deal. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, what is this it? This is a Speed Yellow 996 Turbo. Nice. What year? It's an 03. Okay. So it has the glove box, which was the big thing, because at the uh, the 996 mid-year refresh in 2002 is when they got, A, the different headlights on right. the front of the non-turbo models. The turbo models always had that headlight. But then also the interior was refreshed, and you finally got a glove box. Well, that's... Early 996s do not have a glove box, as so, you know with the one you had. Yeah, and this thing looks really nice. It looks so nice. It's it has super its, nice. It has its own Instagram page, which is kind yeah. of ridiculous. Yeah. But that seems, <laughs> are you going to keep the Instagram page? I have no idea. I told him that you should have the guy give you the Instagram password. I'm sure he'd be all about it. This was his baby this car and i'm really excited it looks about quite it. clean he's, quite nice has some wheels on so it. he i didn't tell you he's actually a mclaren porsche tech okay so he maintained it and like has done everything you need to do on these the coolant coolant hoses pop off on these engine like one of the notorious problems okay is they will slide out so what we have to do is drop the engine take apart all the manifolds and pin all of the intake hoses oh. or not intake the coolant hoses there's eight of them in total super expensive labor intensive he did all that nice so that's set. It has an agency power exhaust, so it's going to sound wicked. And it's rear-wheel drive. It is actually rear-wheel drive converted. Yeah. So he disassembled And you're going to leave it like that because uh, you guys are awesome. You're going to leave it rear-wheel drive. For now. Okay. But no, I have all of the front diff and the axles will be coming with it for winter duty. Where are we going to be in this car if it's got all these parts shoved in it? Are we going to So fit? the frunk is going to be full of parts. Okay. The rear seats are going to have the rear fender liners and some other parts. Is there anything that we can just drop off at a FedEx spot and just send it back instead of... I don't think it's worth it. Okay. We'll see. Because what are you going to have? We're each going to have a backpack. That's true. You can put that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's, I that's should true. Hold. And we're going to take uh, kind of back roads all that's the way right. home. Is, is the goal, at least until Kansas or uh, uh, Iowa. At yeah. least until we get into Iowa. And by back roads, I mean the straightest, longest country roads of all time. Is that what it is? It is. Very, very, <laughs> it's very, very right angle here, right angle there, okay. right angle here. But I still, I think there's a real case for the straight road. <laughs> really. Everybody's always harping on about all these amazing roads. It's, it's hard to lose yourself in driving 
when you're so focused on keeping the car on the road and like looking at the next turn and, and, right. and aggressively driving and, and pushing the car and, and enjoying the road itself, when you are on a straight long road in the middle of nowhere where no one's around, you can kind of decompress and it becomes less of a chore. Uh, I wouldn't say driving on fun roads is a chore. That's maybe not the right word. No, but it's it's less. Um, it's less. It takes less of your attention. It's less demanding of your attention. Yeah, yeah. Like when you hit, go to your activity monitor on your computer and it says percentage of CPU used, like eighty percent. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what is happening when you're, <laughs> when you're driving on a on a on a twisty road. Is your 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 resources are being used when you can kind of dial back and kind of defrag your mind and lose yourself. That's what I really like about some of these really back old country roads. Plus, there's a ton of stuff to see. Right, every that no one ever sees. Every two miles, there's going to be a little farmstead. Yeah, what's like, in the backyard? Oh, back there. And, and I, knowing Chris, we're going to stop every three miles at every single farmstead. <laughs> I'm going to bring my camera, so hopefully, we can get some fun shots of the car out and yeah. about doing things. And I hope we have time to swing by the small town with the Cluel Homestead, where my grandfather grew up, that has that Mach One Mustang sitting in underneath the lean to. Yeah, I would. I mean, I tried to buy it last time we were there. I'm gonna try and buy it again. Just stop by. <laughs> hey, man. How much cash do I need to bring with? Us? I don't know. You're just, <laughs> I looked. It looks like nice ones are thirty grand. Okay. So this thing's not nice. It's been sitting there forever, forever. But it's all original, just sitting there. Yeah. I actually had. Uh, I posted a picture of it on my Instagram, and Mike from Stancework sent me a message immediately. Where? Is it? Yeah. And I got a couple other people like, where is that car? Where is it? Is Tell that a 69 now. or a 70? It's like a 71, I think is what it is. Mm, you might be right. Yeah, I think it's a 71. 72 is where they went to the full horizontal grill. Yeah, I think it's a 71. I'm not a real Mustang expert, mm-hmm. but it's early 70s. It's right in there, right in there somewhere. And it's gold with like black racing stripes. It's, it looks pretty bad. It's pretty rad, man. Yeah. I mean, the odds are the guy said, yo, you're in, get in line. You know, get in line for all the other people to sell it. But I feel like if you showed up with money, yeah, like it could be a thing. You know. So again, how much money do I need to bring? I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking that it's worth like eight grand, ten grand, probably. You know, kind of right in that range is what that thing's probably worth. Maybe the listener will come in and correct me that I'm way high or way low, but I think it's kind of in the in that neighborhood. Well, you have to see it first. If it doesn't have floors and everything's missing, no, then... it's, it's been under there. It's fine. Kansas is pretty dry. True. You know, it's not a it's not a rusty toilet. It needs everything still. Right. But it does have to go through it all. Yeah, but I think you go through it and have it look just the way it looks, and then you yeah, know, just do one of those kind of restorations on exactly. it. Otherwise you get so carried and out of hand that you're $50,000 into a $30,000 car. Yeah. And that's, that's not good for anybody. So I oh, this turbo also has underneath it. Olin's everything. Okay. All like 57 way adjustable. So it's going to be super uncomfortable. Everything. Got it. Nope. He goes, where do you want it set? And I go medium to comfy. And he's like, all right, we'll dial her all back. Okay, so we're going to be so comfy. He, this guy, I'm telling you, he's great. He's cause I was going to fly in Thursday with you. And he's like, well, I want it pristine when it's sold. This is my baby. So I ordered a f- new front lip spoiler for you. I ordered a new interior cup holder and a new stereo surround for you. And those parts aren't coming in until Friday. And I need to get those installed before the car leaves. That's nice. It's got to be like set he's, to sounds go. Like he's, have you talked to him on the phone a bunch? Oh, yeah. And he sounds like an okay dude. Yeah. Does he listen to the podcast? He does now. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right on. So I'm glad you said he's Actually, a nice guy. Actually, he said a bunch of the guys we talked to at NHR weekend. Yeah. They, we like took pictures of his buddy's car and stuff. Okay. His buddy was one of the guys racing there. Right so, on. Yeah. yeah. It's a small world. The automotive community is a small world. I feel like you, what is that? Uh, however many steps away you are from a person, what's that called? The seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. I think it's like however many degrees of separation you yeah, are. Degrees of separation. I think we are probably, or any car enthusiast is probably like three degrees of separation away from anyone. 
in this world, including like Jeremy Clarkson. Maybe two. I could see that. Like, I think we're a little more connected. Yeah, but I think even the regular guy knows a guy that knows someone that knows Jeremy Clarkson. Sure. It's such a small community that uh, it, it's cool to know that we are kind of tied together. Well, do you For want sure. to get into a little bit of news? Let's do it. All right. So have you heard of the Lucid uh, Air? It's by, made by Lucid America. Have you heard of that? The only reason the Lucid comes to mind is I think we mentioned it in a previous episode. Yeah, the, but so, I know nothing about it. So they came out with a car on the 9th, which is a couple days ago. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. So it, it's, it costs $170,000, which is wild. But it has a 517-mile range. 517-mile range. Thing. I don't understand um, what it is. So the prototype of this thing came out in 2016. Oh, okay. So it's an electric sedan. Essentially. But it's kind of really fast. Okay. Obviously. I mean, everything's really fast with this stuff. You can talk about how many horsepower. Well, I didn't know if this was some hypercar or something. No, no, no. It's not a hypercar. It's just, yeah, it's meant to compete with like a Tesla Model S, Model yep. S, or, right. or like a Taycan or something like that. Yeah. Um, its drivetrain is 17% more efficient than its rivals. It has over 1,000 horsepower um, with potential for more and has a massive 517 mile range, which is the longest of any electric vehicle sold thus far. The first models are all in the highest dream trim level. And will cost $169,000. Now I remember this. Lucid, Dream, all that. The company says the price for the base model eventually is going to dip below $80,000. And reservations are open now for the upcoming cheaper, cheaper, or I would say less expensive, $139,000 and $95,000. Relatively cheaper. So I know we're beating a dead horse on the horse and car uh, comparison. But this is still, all of this stuff is all toys for the rich. Just like when the regular cars came out back in the early 1900s, all that type of stuff, they were really reserved for only the rich people. Sure. Everybody else is still walking around with horse shit on their shoes. <laughs> you know, I mean, this, I'm serious. This is okay. that's basically what's happening. It's, just listen to the, how they describe the interior, okay? Okay. The soft light and muted colors of daybreak on Santa Monica Beach inspire the Dream Edition's exclusive interior palette and name. Oh, my God. Santa Monica. <laughs> A calming tone is set with... (laughs) You can't even do it with a straight face. A calming tone is set with Napa full-grain leather and graphite gray and ceramic with sophisticated Alcantara inserts complemented by silver eucalyptus. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who is their copywriter? Complemented by silver eucalyptus wood and bright platinum metal trim. Special badging pro- provides a subtle hint of incredible oh combination. What's the, have you ever heard of a subtle, incredible combination before? I was going to say, it can't be that subtle it's the like, way they're describing you know, it. It's like Batman uh, and Robin. Yeah. Um, a subtle hint of incredible combination of capabilities, performance, range, and comfort will be enjoyed by owners of the Dream Edition. It reminds me of, of, of this. Your death will be wiped from your memory. Your life will continue as a realistic work of art, painted by you, minute to minute, and you'll live it with the romantic abandon of a summer day, with the feeling of a great movie or a pop song you always loved, with no memory of how it all occurred, save for the knowledge that everything simply improves. And in any instance of discontent, you'll be visited by technical support. It's all just around the corner. In Santa Monica. <laughs> yes, exactly. Another chapter begins seamlessly. A living dream. Life extensions promise to you. Life part two. A living oh dream. my God! Tap the board! 
<laughs> so that's from Vanilla Sky. Tech support if you want to wake up. <laughs> and Santa Monica. Uh, it also says the Air's technology is scalable to even lower price ranges. So the plebeians can get in so one of these, maybe. Yeah, but they still have to ramp up production and stuff like that. So you kind of understand a little bit. But the company did not, however, mention any future model to compete with something game-changing like the Tesla Model 3. Um, <laughs> it, it looks pretty good compared to a Tesla. It's got this weird two-tone thing going on. The, the roof of all of them is silver, and then the bottom is a different No, color. Chris, it's platinum and silver eucalyptus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm surprised we haven't heard more about Lucid other than in passing. I'm just it for I, this yeah. car to get dropped like this would has all it's quarter mile and nine point nine a thousand horsepower, maybe we, more. We've talked about this too though. The barrier to entry for becoming a car company is so much lower with electric that we're gonna see more of these. It's got a five K resolution touchscreen across <laughs> Across the dash, like in front of you. 5K resolution. 5K resolution. It's 34 inches, which is, I mean, if you lay sideways, you could probably be about the same size as the touchscreen, which is nearly three feet wide. It's complemented by another touchscreen on the center stack, which tucks back into the car's dash when it's not in use. So the interior of this car, when you look at it, looks way better than a Tesla. It looks really, really good. The Tesla still looks kind of clinical and sterile, um, almost... Which kind of goes with Elon Musk's whole thing with space and everything like that. Right, like it's minimal, supposed to be futuristic, very, still, very minimalist. Very minimal, minimalistic. The company's drivetrain was developed in-house and is nearly one-fifth more efficient than its closest rival. Wow. This ensures that the vehicle's incredible 517-mile range can be extracted from its battery pack with ease. The car's motors are much smaller compared to a company like Tesla's and at a total output with three motors reaching around a capability of 1,800 horsepower. <laughs> which is, I mean... <laughs> Wow. It's just, okay, it's it's got a lot of horsepower. It's fine. Uh, Everything is fast these days. The car is also the fastest charging EV yet to be unveiled, able to gain 300 miles of range in 20 minutes. Oh, wow. See, that's... We're That's, getting there. Yeah. So what do we? What does that make? Uh, that means a hundred miles in six and a half minutes. If so, if, if, you, if it's linear, yeah. Yeah. Well, it probably is. Um, if you think that high speed nine hundred volt charging might take the make the electronics go awry, the company's battery packs have a one hundred percent reliability rating, being taken directly from Formula E, whom Lucid provides the batteries oh, for. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So this is obviously they're pulling a lot of stuff out of Formula E. To put into Which, this, that's into this the whole point thing. of it. That is. Um, just to give you an idea how fast this thing is, in July 2017, running on the high-speed track at the Transportation Research Center in Ohio, a special version of... I love this. It's in Ohio, man. This isn't the Nürburgring. You're this right. isn't like the Bugatti this test track. This is right out our back door. That's one thing I love about Tesla, and I love about Lucid. It's here. It's made here. We've got these great innovators, as you were saying right. to me on the elevator. Yeah, because we think of, you know, a lot of the stuff is manufactured elsewhere, but I say America is still very good at very, innovating. Very good. Uh, with the speed limiter disabled via software and other modifications, the car was able to hit 235 miles per hour. Wow. Yeah, so if this works out, it's only going to be a matter. It was, if this works out, they're really mm-hmm. stealing some thunder from Tesla. And we keep saying that if this works out for this company, if this works out, if this happens, because Tesla's constantly having problems. We're going to talk about another story later in the <laughs> article, which is just absolutely ridiculous. And I can't see this lucid company doing something this dumb. I can't see the panels not matching. I can't see paint right. runs. It just doesn't... I feel like Tesla set the 
the uh, the manufacturing process. Like, this is how this works. Sure. These are how these cars go together. And somebody was able to finally take apart test and go, okay, we can replicate that. We can do better, right? We're going to see sure. that we're going to start at some point. Somebody's going to take the evolution up and we're going to see the next level of what this stuff is. Because right now, Tesla's still the top, right there. Mm-hmm. They have the, the best range. The cars are, they have great technology. They can have o- OTA updates, all this stuff. They're really, really good at it, but they can't last forever. They can't be at the top forever. They can't keep just launching cars into space and taking <laughs> and taking orders on trucks that will never exist. At some point, it's, it's all got to come. It's all got to come together. So speaking of electric cars, Chris, the FIA World Rallycross has been testing a new series this year dubbed Project E. Oh, that's creative. What is the E mean? <laughs> I don't know. So the all-electric rally cross. Oh, it stands for electric. Yeah, I got very it. Okay. surprising. Yeah. You know, when are we going to get to the when are we going to get to the point where we don't need to prove to everybody that it's the future? We're here. This is the future. We're right, we're there. But this so this does make sense. This is a development series. They know that there's so going to be electric Project rally- D for development. Why does it? It's, it's, <laughs> you want that D? <laughs> I don't understand. We're in the future. It's, everything's yeah, uh, everything's moving electric. We're already here. We don't need to. It doesn't need to be E everything. We're there. Okay. You, you could just, just don't like the branding. The branding yes, is over. We don't need E okay. everything. It's like the iPhone where everything's like I this, I that, I everything, I camera, iPhone, iPad, I Mac. I we don't need the I anymore. There was never an I camera. Let's be clear. There are by companies that aren't Apple because I has become such <laughs> like a it's a thing that means Ooh. it's technologically advanced. Right. We are in the future, ladies and gentlemen. We don't need to name it electric things. We know okay. that they exist. Well, as a descriptor, Chris, this is an electric rally cross development series, and as a joint five rounds of the WRC calendar. Now, Rallycross is where it's in a stadium, right? Correct. And they just jump around, and it's fun to watch. Yes, exactly. So several events have already come and gone, but what's now noteworthy is that Ken Block will be joining the action in an electric Ford Fiesta ST Rallycross car called the Fiesta ERX. Uh, Ken Block gives his thoughts on the electric vehicles in testing. I really like the chassis and the size and the dynamics of the Fiesta compared to the Focus I used to race. That gives me a lot of confidence to be able to come here. The car is heavier than the normal supercar and the weight is down low. The normal Ford Fiesta that we race, the weight's a bit more forward. This has more of a 50-50 weight distribution. So it, it feels more planted and more solid, but it feels heavier. So under braking, I feel like I have to brake a little bit earlier and when I do break, I feel the weight, the inertia of it. So that's taken a bit of adjustment. So a lot of that is really serious. It's high level competition, a lot of learning, a lot of buttons to press. But there's one question, Ken, that we haven't had the answer to yet. And you know what that question is. <laughs> Will it hoon? <laughs> Will well, it hoon? <laughs> well, the funny thing about this is, I think it's actually more capable than a combustion engine for hooning and Gymkhana because one gear doing a donut, you can get that wheel speed up to like 150 miles an hour. So that's insane. <laughs> so I gotta figure that out. Okay. Gotta find out today. What can I expect, Ken? Uh, some crazy noises, lots of torque. Ready? Yep. Here we go. I can't, I had to turn it on. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't. One of the cool things about- It sounds like a dentist drill and tire squeal. It sounds like an RC car. Yeah, you're Driving around. That's what it's exactly what it sounds like. If you put a little microphone in an RC car, that's what it is, essentially. Now, one of the things I like about the Gimkana videos is that it's these- this wild car with this wild noises and all the the anti-lag bouncing off the walls. Right, the drama. And and the drama of it. The the electric stuff just doesn't have the drama I did like his little- 
comment there, though. This, these cars are built for that type of driving Gymkhana because you don't do gear changes, you have instant torque, and you can get the tires spinning to 150 miles per hour basically instantly during burnouts. Well, maybe during Gymkhana 9000 when we're dead and our kids' kids are watching it, they'll think it's okay. Right now, <laughs> right now to me, it's, it, it just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't do it for me. So your car really wants to get to know you. Oh, yeah. Um, this is an article from Vice, and I'm going to read a little bit of it. I actually sent a, a message to the author because I want to have him come on okay. and kind of expand on all this. But I just want everybody to kind of hear about what's going on in, in these new cars. So on February 18th, this is on, uh, it's on Vice. The author is Todd Feathers. It's a great other article. It's in the show notes if you want to read the whole thing. On February 18th, executives from the technology firm Serrance rang the NASDAQ opening bell, then stepped into a meeting with their investors and representatives from some of the largest automotive makers in the world. Over several hours, they pitched a strategy designed to help double the company's revenue in five years. Record every movement, every glance, every smile, frown, and wrinkled brow of drivers across the world, then sell the resulting data for a profit. <laughs> Over the last century, the car has become enshrined as a quintessential piece of Americana, a symbol of freedom and self-expression. It is a space where people share their first kisses, cry after work, and soothe restless babies to sleep, comforted by, comforted by a sense of autonomy and control. But as the Serrance presentation laid bare, the car's second century will be very different. The Burlington, Massachusetts company is far from a household name, but its technology, including microphones, virtual assistants, and gaze-monitoring cameras. Wow is already installed in more than 325 million vehicles, oh. from, from which it uploads more than 100 million data transactions to the cloud every month, according to its investor documents. Very soon, Serrance announced it plans to deepen that data mining operation in, with in-cabin cameras linked to emotion-detecting AI, oh. algorithms that monitor minute, minute changes in facial expression in order to determine a person's emotional state at any given time. So imagine this. <laughs> Here's how I see this working. Two, one of two ways. Okay. One, which is kind of like the funny way that probably won't happen, is it senses you road raging and it limits how much throttle and brake you can use. Yeah. Not no. going to happen. No. But it's kind no. of funny to imagine that they would modify the, the performance of the car if Based you're, if you're your too attitude. angry. Right. But here's how it will happen. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be sitting in your car. You're listening to Pandora. Mm -hmm. And every 10 songs, an advertisement comes on. Mm -hmm. The advertisement comes on and it's for something that you do not care about. You know, it's going to be for, for me, if I would got an ad for inserts in my shoes to make me taller, I would think that it was mistaken for an ad for you. Ah, I see. And I would have a look of disdain on my face. <laughs> and then the algorithm would go, oh, Chris doesn't like this ad. We're going to use this information to change it out and, and deliver something more specific to it. That is exactly I, the ways I think you're actually be being a little naive even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's the obvious way. Have you, spoiler alert, have you seen the third season of Westworld? Yes, I have. That's basically where we're going. There are basically going to be data points that follow you and your persona everywhere you go. And based on that, this is going to affect your credit score. This is going to affect your social standing. This is going to affect everything that has to do with you and your basically valuation as a person and member of society based on all these other data points that previously you wouldn't be able to record. Think about it right now. A um, 
We're seeing this and, in China, right? right? You have yes. your social standing score. And that's the, the, the bad thing about China is that it's centralized. Here, it's kind of decentralized a little bit. Mm, so it, it's probably going to be decentralized to three different data providers. Yeah, but it's still, it's not run by the government. You know, True. it's still private True. entities, although the government has tried to subpoena access to all this. Um, what I imagine is right now, if you, let's say you're interviewing for a job with me. Exactly. And I need a guy that fits through a short doorway. And I like, Jake, Jake is the perfect guy for this. <laughs> Qualified. <laughs> and I go, okay, I want to find out what kind of person Jake is. Exactly. What is the first thing I'm going to do? Right well, in today's day and age. Oh, gonna, today you're going to. I'm going to go right to your social media. Sure. I'm going to okay. go right to your social media. I'm going to try and find as much out about you as I can. Now they're going to go, what kind of person is this guy when he's in the car? How does he treat his family when no one's listening? What, what kind of, uh, Anger management issues does this guy have? Right. Does, is he able to make good decisions? Does he get in car accidents? What kind of music does he listen to? Um, just all these different this things. Seems like, it, it may seem a little dystopian to some people, but I really think this is just going to be a small piece or a tool yep. in a larger kind of social construct. This is why I don't have a, an Alexa. This is why I don't have uh, one of the Apple Pod things or one of the Google deals with the whatchamacallits. That's how I know I'm <laughs> old because I don't even know what it's called. I don't have a Nest. I've got a regular thermostat. I don't want I don't want any of that stuff Do in my house. Do you have um, Facebook Messenger on your phone? I do. That does listen to you. I know it does. And I and I, there's everybody knows that they could be talking about giant dildos, and then pretty soon you've got a, an I've ad for them. I've tested it numerous times. And, and, and Not specifically with dildos, <laughs> but with other consumer goods. I was going to say, goods. oh, you have. With other consumer goods. It's 100%, uh, it's 100 going on. Um, In-cabin monitoring systems will also be highly attractive to police who, as Forbes has documented in detail, have been demanding data from connected cars for years. In the U.S., there is nothing to stop the police from going after that data. Whereas the, U, the EU rules place special considerations in the circumstances under which law enforcement can access that data, such as uh, criminal activity or speeding. I will say that the laws are going to change and catch up to this sort of thing. It doesn't, Consumer dude, privacy laws and advocates it, it, it are... It doesn't matter. It does not matter. There's so much money here that you've got to but this is this is going to be a small rant there's so much money here that all it's going to be is a constant barrage of lobbyists you may set up some sort of like wall to it right now right and it'll be called something like uh um, the the freedom. How about the California Protection Agency and Consumer Privacy Association? That these were things that happened in the last year in my world of web and development and advertising and remarketing and all these cookies that you see on your browser. Sure, and it will be chipped away little by little till the word of it doesn't mean anything anymore because there's so much money. I agree. And you've got a bunch of career politicians that have been in office for 30, 40 years on both sides of the aisle that all they want to do is what. They want to buy their home in Chappaquiddick and be on the ocean and have a bunch of power <laughs> and because they have no talents outside of being in government. None. They're just guys with Harvard degrees that sat in a, in a leather chair for the last 40 years. And these dudes just want to listen to lobbyists and add earmarks to things and play the game. And they don't care whether you get monitored in your car or not. It's just the way it is. This is just going to happen and there's Nothing you can do about it. What, so, okay, here's a stupid question. Your car has to have an internet connection to upload this data. Sure. Yeah, they do. Most cars do. I know most cars do. Mine don't. Yeah, my 911 certainly doesn't. This just encourages me more to just drive an <laughs> that old... That was going to be my point. Yeah, this is like driving old whatever it is. <laughs> you know, who cares? You know, it's, you know what we should do is we should have like little Faraday cages that we... This is... I'm, 
It's like some conspiracy series shit, but you could throw your <laughs> you could throw your phone under like a little uh, bread box, throw it in a bread box, and just be like, yep. how it it just it feels weird knowing that I'm part of this system where they can track where you are, who you're interacting with. Facebook knows you are in Google, and everybody knows you're here with me right now. Mm-hmm. They know that you and I meet every Thursday. They know it. They know <laughs> who our friends are, who we're with. And if somebody wanted to get you, what are they going to do? Why? Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate now. Yes. I realize all your data is out there. Privacy is just an illusion. Who cares? Because if the government wants to ruin your life, they can. And if you think they haven't done it to people, what are you talking about? The illusion of privacy and actually having privacy are two completely different I understand things. that. I understand this is the illusion of privacy. Unless you're out in the woods and just doing everything with cash, you don't have privacy. But- what, who cares? What are they going to do? Tell that to the Chinese who are being like jailed for, for not having a good social credit score. They can't ride trains. They can't get on a plane. They can only get in certain cabs. Right. They don't get good interest rates. Right. All no, of I these know. different things that happen to you that aren't like, it's not like just because we're being monitored, we're going to end up with collars around our necks being hung from the ceiling. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> but ha- you already mentioned it, having your entire life being. I know, uh, but being, now I have to backtrack a little bit so I don't sound quite so crazy. <laughs> it's just the way it's going to be, man. It's it's little by little. This is the definition of slippery slope. All right, go ahead with the with the <laughs> yeah, thing that so makes te- Tesla sound ridiculous <laughs> Tesla. compared to this Lucid America thing. Now they haven't made these Lucid cars, these Lucid Airs, so we don't really know if they're going to have <laughs> <laughs> Santa Monica interiors. Well, maybe. Or are you thinking about this story? Are the Santa Monica interiors going to have parts made, from Home Depot? Yeah. So Tesla Model Y owners find cooling system was cobbled together with fake wood trim straight from Home Depot. And it's like a little quarter round. Exactly. It's trim that goes on the corner of your drywall to keep you from knocking the corner right. uh, astray on your drywall, basically. Yes. Yeah. So the liquid-tooled condenser is essentially a heat exchanger providing cooling to the batteries, cabin, and driveline all in one. The trim appears to be providing some strain relief for the strap holding the LCC in place. So it literally is, as you said, a piece of wood composite trim straight from Home Depot or any hardware store that they cut and strapped in there. Zip-tied it, basically zip-tied yes. it on. So and this, <laughs> this thing is buried in the car. Oh, it's not easy to get no. to. So they probably thought, well, nobody's ever going to see right. this for a while. Well, here's what's interesting. So the previous versions of this car, because once this hit the internet and the Tesla forums, everyone started ripping apart their cars to see this. And the earlier versions had a specifically molded plastic piece that did just this. I think what happened is they ran out and someone went to Home Depot so they could keep going with production lines. Now, Tesla's part catalog doesn't show any such mounting solution, plastic or otherwise. So it's not clear if this was like a quick fix that they basically rapidly implemented right on the production line. Like, oh shit, we got to fix this. Someone go to Home Depot, stat. Right. That's insane. Can't they? I could think of a better way to fix it. And if you look in the show notes, you'll be able to see a link. You can go see a picture of it. I could do better. I know. But this is what happens when you've got a factory full of. Could gotta, you do better for the next thousand cars on the production line? Than this? Today. Yes. Today. Yes. 100%. I could. It's a piece of wood that goes on. Come on. I know. At least 100%. At least paint it. I could have gotten like a, a piece of, of stock steel. Would sure. have been better just because that wood's not going to last. It's ridiculous. It's so But here's what happens when you system. have a bunch of robots building cars and there's some dude with a clipboard with a pencil on his ear going, <laughs> one, two, three, <laughs> four, five. He's not an engineer. He can't fix anything. All right. So a man has destroyed his vintage Camaro. 
to spite shitty Facebook buyers. Oh, my goodness. And I've talked about doing this because I think it's funny to imagine just... I... Okay. I was angered by this story until I tried selling something this week, and I kind of get where this guy's coming from now. The only problem is this guy has done this multiple times. From what I could <laughs> after, see, that's dumb. after digging in a little bit. This right, guy is a, this us. guy sucks. So a man has destroyed his early seventies Camaro. The owner, a guy named John Danger, which is not, not a real clearly name. not his real name, reports receiving quote a ton of messages, all from quote crybabies and tire kickers. Further saying quote cars when cars going when I get home. Can you do an accent for this guy? Cars going when I get home. Over 12,000 private messages and 95% is fucking bullshit. I hate it. Keep going. I'm doing Facebook Live. Need someone to hold a phone up and I'm fed the fuck up with people. Fuck that car. I'm not going to give it away. So I'd rather cut it up and send it to the junkyard. So the guy live streamed cutting up this Camaro. And it seems like it's a... It seem, seems like a pretty nice car. Like recent paint job, so yeah. it's not just a Bondo bucket. No, like, no, I didn't see a bunch. I watched a lot of it. Not a bunch of Bondo flew off the this The only thing. thing is it was it's set up for an LS swap, and so he doesn't have an engine in it. It seems like a snuff film. It's really sad. Like, he just kind of just... Come ooh, on, guy. It's abusive. Don't but, list anything on Facebook Marketplace, then. That's the solution. The video is right around 40 minutes long and shows the fed-up individual, John Danger, slowly but surely cutting chunks off his orange split fender Camaro. At one point, this car is sweet. I mean, it is sweet. I don't understand what split fender is. Have you seen American Beauty? Yeah, It's the car he buys in American Beauty. Oh. At one point in the video, he speaks to somebody off camera explaining the rationale behind the decision. Why am I going to sell it to somebody for nothing? I would rather cut it up and take it to the junkyard and give it the fuck away. Nobody wants to spend no money. Everybody wants to lowball. So everybody that's crying, oh, the Camaro, he claims before jumping on the car's... Oh, he claims <laughs> before jumping on the car's roof. Uh... After a member of the audience suggests he do so. He makes it clear that if anyone wants the car for parts or scrap, they should come by his address in Scranton, Pennsylvania. How is that any different? You're still giving the car away. He also makes it clear he will be keeping the nose of the car on the wheels. So if you wanted those, fuck off. <laughs> this guy is such a... His friend... Topher Blunt says, quote, I, I know him. Buddy of mine traded vehicles with him. Long story short, he was going to ALS swap it, but every time he went to buy an ALS, he was fucked. So he posted it up for sale, and out of the mass amounts of messages, it got not one person showed up. So he cut it up. So he's uh, here's the ad. Okay. You want it. 7000 Oh, you go ahead. $7,000 firm not answering a million questions. No motor. Yes, they're a trans. Car was just painted, new brakes, new windshield, rear window, new roof skin, comes with EFI gas tank, LS mounts. Just about everything you will need to swap it in is it. If you don't like it, the price, too bad. Go buy yourself a rock box for the same price. Yes, there's a title waiting for it to come back from the state. So there is no title. <laughs> hmm. Also, I actually improved his English. You did, yeah. You, you really, really did. I was, I was impressed that you were able to read that so well. And he wanted $7,000 for it. So he has now made another Facebook post claiming he has a second 70s Camaro that he also plans to cut up because selling it would be too much of a hassle. He yes. also claims on a post, I looked at his Facebook, yeah. that he cut up number 287, uh, which is of like 2,500 of an Integra Type R. He just cut it up. I have a picture of it. Looked, so this guy is just an nice. attention he's an, grubbing oh, This guy sucks. Asshole. This guy sucks. Someone needs to go beat this guy's ass. Next time he's on there, 
doing a live stream, someone one of these this Topher Blunt dude needs to go over there and beat his ass because <laughs> this is too much. This is too much. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I've thought about like setting things on fire that are cheap, where you put something up for like fifty dollars and you get like a hundred messages and no one comes. I thought about just doing a video of it on fire in the driveway just for fun, but this car was really nice. really a nice car. Here's what, okay, here's what this guy needs to do next time because if he actually wanted to sell it, fine. Take it to a car dealer and commission the sale. Have someone sell it did for you, you. Okay, hold on. Did you see this guy? Did you actually? I did not look at it. That's never going to happen. <laughs> but I'm just saying. It's never going to happen, dude. This, this. Seven grand, and he's got another one for another seven grand, and Integra, there was at least five grand. Like what? I think he just wants the attention. He he's wants an asshole, the attention. And, and I don't think his asshole. IQ is very good. Yeah. All I'm right. just worried this is going to be you in 15 years. No, I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not a wasteful person. I would never I destroy something like this of value. It is it is this is one of the most selfish displays I've ever seen. It's it, terrible. It, it is absolutely terrible. So dumb. Chris, do you remember Garmin? Did you ever have like a navigation yeah. device? They're so it's great. Before like the smartphone, before yeah. it was built into your car, you had a little device that you stuck on your windshield. You st- if you have an RV or a semi or you're somebody that drives a ton, you still have one because you have updated maps that are OTA and well, your phone is obviously that too. Right. But you have it all the time. Everything's loaded onto the device. Right. You don't Not have over the air. So, well, you know, if you're a normal person, either your car has a built-in nav system or more likely, like you said, you just use your phone. So Garmin is now producing something that your phone can't do. Turn-by-turn pace notes and real-time coaching on the track. So what does this say? Slow down, idiot? Or is it- No, it's like legit. So the, the Garmin Catalyst, as it's called, is a standalone performance data logger and lap timer with a unique coaching function aimed at serious track enthusiasts. So the unit can accurately trace your car's path on a track and log lap times. Based on that data, the Catalyst then gives you real-time coaching tips on your next lap. It'll verbally advise you with commands such as when to brake, quote, next right turn, track out to the edge for a late apex. How good is it? I want to know. I want to know how good is it. I also want to know. But it has to be based Here's on the some question. sort of... Can you say, actually, this road that I'm on in the middle of nowhere, is, this is actually a racetrack? This is a racetrack. So track. if you could tell me how to drive this really fast, Here, that would be here's great. Here's the problem. I'm sure it's certain tracks that are mapped out, and it has the ideal lane or line, racing line on GPS. Yeah. And so you know it's, it's just like Forza, exactly. where you have the green line. You have line. the green line. Yeah. So it's just built into the GPS, and it'll basically tell you via AI like how to get back on the racing line, is right. what I'm assuming. Well, it it's, sounds cool. I it mean, I'd be interested cool. to see you, how it goes. Another thing is it, of course, has a camera, so you can reveal or review your track footage the whole time. Well, if you need one of these to be a driver, better driver, you may not want to reveal that you have one of these. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, on that note, guys, we will see you on Monday. Uh, make sure you pay attention to our social media Jake and I are going to be traveling all weekend that's right and having a good time Uh, that's it I guess we'll see you guys on Monday take care bye bye